So the best looking bike in the paddock wins again. That's what I'm trying to tell you right now in MotoGP. Anaya Bastianini wins the race. Alex Renz finishes second. Jack Miller on the podium finishes third. Big finish for Miller. But the day belonged to the beast, Anaya Bastianini. I'm so excited, Bo. I'm so excited to see this guy back in Europe. I know he can pull these uh, consistent finishes off in Europe. I hope he does because a privateer team winning the world championship would be so cool at the GP level. It really would. Yeah, it, it is, man. And we've got twenty point, less than 20 points covering the top six right now in the championship. I know. That's I so know. much fun for us. You know, yeah. to, and, and Alex Rins, second in the championship right now. So... He's he is he's brilliant this year, honestly. Yes, absolutely. He is. He is great this year. So the switch is flipped. It and I seems. think I called it last week. I want to say I thought I said that I thought Suzuki was going to show up and be strong this weekend. You did, did not, say that if I'm not mistaken. You've got did, a second to fourth and uh you know, yeah. but and we watched Alex Renz really work through the pack and, and got right up and threw a pass at Bastianini, I think. And, and I think I'd read an interview, actually, or, or an article that talked about Bastianini. He said, oh, wow, you know, here's Renz. i got to go. And, and yeah, Renz kind of scared and he him. Bastianini knew it was time to go after Renz passed him. Yeah, because Bastianini, I think, was just happy to sit where he was. He knew the guy yeah. couldn't yeah. leave him. And, you know, sometimes you get that hurry up. The guy behind you doesn't know that you're just hanging out, right? Like, he and doesn't I, know. I think at the beginning of the year you had talked about Bastianini and you kind of speculated that you wondered if they ran on almost low power for a bulk of the race and then towards the end of the race they when they they knew they had tire left they knew they had fuel left they upped the power and the mapping back on the bike to really give it that that extra towards the end of the race I, I wonder if it's not so much that but it's just Enea Bastianini's mental management of the race and the way that he waits and and just kind of bides his time patiently and then knows when he's going to flip that switch almost like Foggia in moto three um you know yeah, but i do well i do think be. that you have some you've, you're on to something there with the with, with his management of a race well the only thing i the only reason i thought that i would have never entered my mind until he wasn't able it didn't seem that he was able to catch the bikes on the straight at qatar like mm -hmm. he could stay with them but he wasn't passing them and then in the last four laps where when he took the lead, he blew by that bike like it was going backwards. And I was like, holy crap, what in the world? Like, you know what I mean? Like, what happened? Yeah. But it absolutely has to be um, something. It, it, it's either it, whatever his, he's doing, his racecraft right, is right. excellent, or, or his, yeah, absolutely. Or the team has nailed the mapping uh, strategy, you know? Mm -hmm. um, but he's, he's riding out of this world. Um, and Jack finishing on the podium is a big deal, but the problem is that he lost to the guy that's maybe going to get his seat. <laughs> so, you know, I'm, I'm just, I'm just excited to see what Bastianini can do for the rest of the year, because we know how fast he was at the end of last year in Europe. Um, and he has started out this year just as fast and if not faster with a even better bike than he had last year. Um, so it, there's a there's a lot to like if you're Ducati right now watching your Grassini Racing team uh, put it up there. Now on the other side of the garage, they're not doing a whole lot, so he's carrying the flag. But in a satellite outfit, if one guy's carrying the flag, great. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, I I don't think we can minimize Alex Renz's start to the season. I it's 
it's night and day. It's polar opposite of what was happening last year. And I'm super, super excited to see if Alex can keep this up because he is second in the championship. Um, and he looks fast. And we've said it all year. When you get back to Europe, those Suzukis are going to be strong and hard to beat. And as long as he keeps them up and Mir does the same, we could see a Suzuki fight for the title just as easily we could see Bastianini fighting, you know, for the title. So I really we'll think that, that Alex Renz might have had a little bit more for this race, too, if he hadn't had to continuously pass and repass Ducatis. You know, because he was a lot of the bulk of his passes were made into turn 11 just before the, the straight. And he had no chance whenever it came back to the straight, you know? I mean, he'd. He'd pass going into turn 11, might push a Ducati Only wide. Only against the Ducati, then, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there's just, you know, a Ducati's just going to out-drag him down the straight. So, they out-drag um, everybody. You know, yeah, and, that, and he had to get creative to try to figure out, okay, how can I make this pass stick eventually? And But there and, was no question his corner speed was better. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, yeah, 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 it's, it's just, it you know, close, a lot of yeah. that, that back section of Coda, there's it's a lot of it's just one line. So it's re- you've got to get really creative and really bold to be able to make moves. But uh, he was able to make those passes stick and get him to second place. So good on good yeah, on him. Yep. And and you know I don't think we can minimize the fact that Jack Miller, being under a lot of scrutiny, a lot of pressure, putting it on the podium, beating his teammate. Great ride for Jack. Although I I really would have, I think Jack thought he had a real chance to win it. I I don't know what happens to Jack's bike in the middle of the race. It just feels like. There's a point in every race where all of a sudden Miller disappears. Like he's got problems like uh brake brakes or tires or motor or mapping or yeah. something. It every seems like that was always his, his issue was tire management, you know. So I don't know yeah. if that's still a lingering issue and and others Could are be. just better, you know, but um yeah, who knows at this point, but yeah. Yeah, Jack Miller does have a really good outlook on uh, on his future. Oh, sure. Uh, yep. you know, I'd sent you that article we both read it yep. that uh, you know, he just wants to be in MotoGP, you know, it, yeah, if he absolutely. gets demoted to a Pramac ride next year, then, you know, so be it. He knows he's on the same factory equipment. He just wants to ride. He wants to be a part of the, uh, the GP paddock and he wants to do go out and do his job. And I think yeah. right now that's the best outlook that he can have. And we know that he's a, a great teammate to Pecco Benyai and he, he will, you know, do what he needs to do to help the team move forward. But right. Um, yeah. Good on Jack Miller for a podium finish in America though. Absolutely. Well, I, I mean, we, we have to mention um, Mark Marquez uh, came back. We were all wondering what we would see. Um, and and Mark had a bad, bad start. Something happened, and he ended up in last. But he came back through the field and finished sixth. Um, great race, beat Fabio Quartararo, who, by the way, is unhappy, and Jorge Martin, who was on pole. Um, so Mark ran a great weekend. He loves Coda. He's great there. I think that carried him. Um, but, you know, everybody said, oh, he would have won the race if he had gotten a good start. But he was he was five seconds behind Bastianini, or the leader, at the end of the first lap. He was 6.6 seconds behind Bastianini. So I don't know if that's true, but I'm sure he would have been up there close to the podium, if not on the podium. Right. Um, so he just got unlucky there. But I, I want to talk about the comments that I read that he made after this race in that 
he said, this bike is not a bike we can fight for the podium every weekend. Some weekends, Nakagami rides great. Some weekends, I ride great. Sometimes, Pole Spargo rides great, looks great on it. But it's not every weekend. And we can't consistently challenge for the podium. And we just, we can't do it. So we just have to not, we just can't try to do it. I don't, I don't never thought I would have heard that come out of his mouth ever. Um, that's kind of a scathing rebuke of Honda, in my opinion. But also maybe all the things we've talked about with Mark, maybe he gets it. Maybe he's starting to get it. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, we know we talked about it. at some point he's got to put the responsibility back on Honda to give him a package that he can fight with. And, and Res- I think that, that safely. Right. And that transition, I think, is now happening, you know, and and I'm sure that he's having conversations with his family behind closed doors, uh, you know, and, and not with Honda being a part of those conversations about his health and about his future. Um, because to me, at the end of the day, I, I don't think that I mean, Honda to me just doesn't seem really concerned about that aspect as much as they should, you, you know, and and I guess that, you know. I guess if you want to look at Honda's outlook and not saying that Honda completely views it this way, but you know, Honda's in the business to win races and they need a resource to win that race. And and it's really easily easy to discredit someone as just a resource and then to look for the next resource. You know what I mean? Um, Yeah. Well, you're right. A hundred percent. You're right. But um, I think that as as that resource, Mark Marquez is doing what he needs to do and putting his foot down to say, you know, I, I can't do this anymore. It's not just on me anymore. Now you have to, to do your right. part and meet me in it's the middle. It's a smart thing to you do. Know? He should have done a long time ago. Right. Absolutely. No, absolutely. So, uh, you know, I will see what happens with Honda moving forward um, and whether or not they are challenging for podiums or if they're completely uncompetitive. I would like to state that, you know, Bagnaya back in the top five, um, I, I think his I think his needle's moving in the right direction. Whether mm-hmm. it'll be enough to win a championship this year, I don't know. Not finishing the first two races really hurt him, but he he's not he's not like ruining it. You know, at this point, the last two races he's starting to finish races, and that's what you want. Uh, and and he's trending in the right direction. I think they they've started to get the bike figured out. So. I'm not worried about Francesco. I think he's going to be fine in Europe. You feel the same way? Um, I think so. I do think there's a little bit of urgency, though, that you know, right now he's 12th in the championship. Um, yeah, he's 38 it, points down. Right. Only got 23 points right now. So I, I think that he obviously wants to be in a more uh, commanding position to fight for that championship. Uh, right. But like you said, I think that you know, when we go back to Europe, we're going to we see have, a yeah. different Francesco Bagnaia that's going to approach these races in a much more methodical way well, as the we, weekend goes yeah. on. And we have seventeen races left. Yeah, yeah, it's a we long championship. Yeah, Twenty-three long points championship. is is yep. less than a you know a, a race. It's less than a race Absolutely. win. So. Absolutely. Well, you know, um, I, I mean, I, I think we've covered it in the thousand foot view. You know, I think what we saw this week was a back to a little bit of normal. We had practice on Friday as normal. Mm-hmm. We didn't have any rain. We didn't have brand new pavement that we hadn't tested on. We we did have new pavement, but it wasn't hadn't been put down in the last week after we had tested two weeks ago. Um, and a Prius slid kind of back to where I thought they would be. Um, we'll see how they go in Europe. But this this is what I wanted to see. 
a race weekend with no, without the drama that had nothing to do with racing. Um, right. So we'll see. Um, beyond that, Darren Bender didn't score a point. Just thought I'd reach out and give you that little dig. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, other well, than that, I mean... <laughs> As far as that dig goes, um, you know, Marco Betzecchi is only leading the rookie charge right now because of one race, and both of those guys have only scored points in a single race. So, what do you what I do mean, you think if, the the key word you said there was? I'll help you. Leading. Yeah. <laughs> Again, one oh, point. We're going back hey, to listen, Europe. So, all right. Well, let's figure it out. But um, yeah, you're 100 percent right, Bo. It's early or early doors. Well, I did want to say that we did pick up a new listener. His name's Brendan from Tampa. He somebody told him while we were at the track at Road Atlanta that uh, we did a podcast, and he immediately got on there. So Brendan, if you listen to this, enjoyed riding with you at Road Atlanta and at VIR. Look forward to seeing you out there again. But thanks for listening, uh, and of course, Dan. And Jack and all those guys, they're listening. Dan, of course, told me I was wrong on everything I said ever. So, you know, I look forward to your next skating rebuke, Dan. I love the fact uh, that Dan likes to critique us, but then when we go to look at the MotoGP fantasy results, it's Dan that's <laughs> that's squarely Team bringing dumpster up fire. the, yeah, the Team caboose dumpster at, the, fire. at the back of the pack. So. <laughs> That gives me so much enjoyment. And I know I know Dan, every time he opens that, he's like, oh, my gosh. But, uh, but you know, it is great to have people listen to us at Light Motorcycles like 100%. we do. So yeah. so I, I'm, I'm excited that Brendan turned us on. Hopefully he didn't turn us off in like after 10 minutes ago. Oh, these guys are idiots. Um, but, you know, if he did, that's his prerogative. We're still going to talk. Am I right? We're still going to talk about pit boards and uh, and oh, yeah. all kinds of fun stuff. Speaking so, of, there's a new Dunlop there's tires. a new T-shirt coming. We have a T-shirt coming. It's coming to me. It's supposed to be shipped on the 28th. Oh, uh, and we're gonna have it here. So if anybody's looking for a T-shirt, uh, I don't know how much they'll be. Probably a thousand dollars. But no, just kidding. But uh, we are doing some T-shirts. I'm gonna put it up on the. The good old fashioned uh, social media, and uh, hopefully you guys will be interested in it um, because Bo's mortgage depends on it. Anyway, <laughs> gotta keep the lights on, guys. <laughs> but if guys, I, I think I'm done for the evening. Bo, have you have we covered it? I think so, Jason. Um, I'm looking forward to this weekend in Portimao um, and the World Superbike Round as well. Lots of racing this weekend. It, Road Atlanta is going to be uh, hosting Moto America this weekend too. So. Uh, next week we're gonna have another just packed episode for you guys, and yeah, uh, hopefully bring we're you guys gonna some be good we're gonna be longer winded next week. I promise you, I promise you that because I've got some thoughts, you know, and I'll see these guys at Road Atlanta, and and we'll have to talk about it. But um, you guys, if you're riding this weekend, if you're riding on the street, riding at the track, please keep that rubber side down, that shiny side up, and we want to see you, you know, everybody go home safely. But thanks for listening. I'm Jason, a.k.a. Captain Novice, with my man Bo saying good night. We'll talk next week. Take care, everyone.